Hey everybody, welcome back to We Are Movies. As always, I'm Johnny Mockney, and I am stepping a little bit away from what my original plan was this week. Um, I've recorded a new episode, a very long, fun episode with a great guest, um, and I was planning on releasing it today uh, a while ago, and um, it's just sometimes uh, you got to read the room, and you have to examine your position, your responsibilities as somebody with a platform, and frankly, I think it would be disingenuous to try to promote a new episode uh, right now. Um if you're listening to this far off in the future and you don't understand what I'm talking about, um, I will provide context for you. Uh, if you are listening to this um, sometime from now, hopefully you're listening from a happier time, um, a more peaceful time. Um, hopefully this podcast is a relic of a point in time that somehow informed the time that you live in and hopefully what we're going through right now has helped your life whenever you're listening to this uh to be better um and that goes for the lives around you too uh this is all wishful thinking uh, on my part obviously um but if you are listening in the future basically People are enraged because despite the fact that we were all at home uh, due to a pandemic that forced us home, um, the world still found a way to murder innocent black people. Um, Well, not the world, really. I guess people. People did it. Uh, Police officers. Um, And if you want to get really heady about it, uh, the institutions that the police officers belong to, right? And that's the, the fight that constantly gets brought back up. The fact that these institutions enforce racism, um, and the fact that our, our tax dollars go to people who, are employed under the conceit that they are there to protect us, yet there are still entire communities of people who leave their house in fear of those same people, the quote-unquote protectors. Um, There are communities of people who are afraid every day of them. I think at the time of this episode, it's exactly a week Two weeks, sorry. Exactly two weeks after the murder of George Floyd. And it's obviously still raw. There's still there's still places in the country where 24-7 you will still find people hitting the pavement. And um, uh, for good reason. Because everybody's upset. And... You know, I 
I don't really believe in escapism, you know? Like, I mean, I, I understand the concept of escapism. I understand just the general idea of having fun, right? But the idea of just trying to distract yourself from what's happening right now, I think is is a, a privileged position in and of itself uh, to have the ability to be distracted from what's happening right now. Um, I think, frankly, that would be irresponsible. And so I'm, I'm pocketing the, that episode for now. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll release it sometime. Um, I don't know when yet, but I, it, it wasn't what I wanted to do right now. And I was contemplating not releasing anything today. Um, right now is, uh, an important time for lifting up the black community and, um, sharing, uh, works by black voices, um, amplifying those voices. That's what a lot of people are focusing on right now, myself included. And so I, I made a vow not to break my every Sunday schedule. Um, I don't plan on doing that today, obviously. Um, so I, I took a look at my own platform and uh, my own uh, love and um, obsession uh, with movies. And I thought that while we're all amplifying black voices and black artists, I could use this opportunity to talk about um, some films by black filmmakers that um, I that I personally love and, and, and maybe ones that you haven't heard of to try to spread these out there. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of go-to black filmmakers. There's, I mean, there's so many great ones. Uh the, the first people that pop into your head are people like Spike Lee, obviously. I think it's the first thing everyone thought of. I'm sure everyone, I'm sure everyone thinks of like do the right thing right now, particularly. And, um, obviously that movie is a masterpiece. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the quote unquote mainstream directors right now are like Jordan Peele and Barry Jenkins, uh, who've both made, amazing movies um if you know me you know i'm kind of a freak for for what jordan peele's doing right now uh he's like one of my favorite people uh, making films and uh both of uh, the barry jenkins movies i've seen uh moonlight and um uh if beale street could talk i think are like 10 out of 10 movies but but you know that's just kind of like like we, we all know um that they're great Obviously, they've both won Oscars for it. Um, yeah, there's there's some underrated stuff that's come out recently. You know, blind spotting. Uh, one of my favorite movies of recent years was Sorry to Bother You, which was written and directed by Boots Riley. Um, but I wanted to talk about something that might be a little lesser known than any of those things. Uh, if, if I'm using this platform to amplify... Um, the works of black artists. I, I, 
I wanted to choose something where maybe maybe I really am introducing this to people who've never heard of it before, and hopefully more people will go see it. Um, and that's a movie that obviously you already know what it is if you've seen the title of this episode. Um, it's a movie called Eve's Bayou. It's uh, written and directed by Casey Lemons, who uh, Casey Lemons is somebody who I knew of as an actress for a long time. I, I did not know that she was a filmmaker. Uh, she's still working today as a filmmaker. Um, she just directed Harriet with Cynthia Revio, the film about Harriet Tubman. But I knew her as uh, she was the, as typecast as like the main character's best friend in a lot of movies. Uh, she's the best friend of uh, Virginia Madsen's character and the original Candyman. Um, she's Clarice's uh, friend at the Academy in The Silence of the Lambs. But I did not know much about her work as a filmmaker. Um, but she's made quite a few notable movies um she's also uh, made uh, black snake moan with uh samuel jackson um talk to me with don Cheadle. um so she's got a lot of a lot of well-known movies but this was her de- directorial debut and it was a passion project that she had been holding on to for a while and I first heard of this movie from a documentary, a great documentary that was produced for Shudder called uh, Horror Noir. It came out, I think, 2018. And um, it's all about the history of black representation and horror. And there's a section in it devoted to this movie. And what's interesting is, is Eve's Bayou isn't a horror movie in the same sense as a lot of the others in that documentary and they kind of even say that like it's not really a horror movie but it's kind of horrific um it's kind of terrifying this movie um i i kind of relate it to movies that affect me like horror movies do but i wouldn't necessarily categorize them as that like a lot of david lynch films i i'd kind of put this in in maybe a similar category as something like mulholland drive or like twin peaks but that's kind of a weird thing to say because I don't know if I can really put this in a, this movie in a category. It's kind of unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, it's a coming of age drama. It is a Southern Gothic fairy tale. Uh, it's a horror movie about witchcraft. <laughs> it's it's a whole lot of things. And as you know, when I do minisodes, I don't like delve that much into the specifics of plots because i'm here just to recommend them to you um but i will say i mean uh first of all the cast of this movie is just um worth the admission price alone uh you have samuel L. jackson who is personally my favorite actor maybe of all time um uh and this is a really understated complex performance from sam jackson he plays a character he plays a father in this movie who is so off-putting uh because he he plays him so charmingly he's so likable his presence in this movie he's you know he's handsome he's classy uh he he seems like like a loving and affectionate father um, and there are elements to his character that makes you kind of think he might be a horrible monster. 
and and so there's a whole new context to his behavior and I think that's brilliant, you know, like it reminded me of things like, um, like Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter and how he's so, uh, charming and, and reserved in that role, but just like knowledge, <laughs> it changes that for you. This is definitely a different kind of role. He's not a Hannibal Lecter in this movie. He's, he's a much different character. Um, the main character of this movie, Eve, the titular Eve, uh, is, uh, Journey Smollett, uh, who is kind of a big star now. I mean, she's been acting, obviously, for a long time. But, I mean, you would know her recently from Birds of Prey. Um, And she has moments in this movie that just break my heart. There are scenes in this movie that made my chest physically hurt um, because of what her character has to go through. And, uh, it's just, it's, it's really hard to know where to begin, but I, I think one of the things that makes a movie seem very personal to me and something that really warrants a movie's existence is like thematic purpose. And I know that sounds really pretentious, uh, but, but this movie, uh, has so much in it like there's so much going on but it all seems so purposeful like obviously like i said this is a movie that uh, casey lemons was holding on to for a while it was a story she wanted to tell i i I suppose it's semi-autobiographical um as i think she said um it's uh it, it takes place in louisiana um and you know because of that it it gets into um some ideas of, of, of psychics and, and witchcraft, uh, um, playing on, you know, cultural conceptions of, of the bayou, uh, areas. Um, and, uh, and and that's very intentional and, and that's what makes the movie seem so personal, but the, the movie is saying so much and, and it's not, preachy it's not there it's not in the dialogue this is a movie that you think of for quite a while afterwards because it's a movie you have to piece together for a while and you really have to think about what you saw and you have to understand how it connects because it might not seem obvious at first but i i think this movie is saying a whole lot about um female autonomy um it's saying a lot about uh, the black identity um and and history and um how history affects us and it also has a lot to do with, with perception and memory and how how memory affects reality and and what defines reality like a, the tree falls in the woods you know nobody's around to hear it doesn't make a sound kind of thing it, it explores those ideas in such a creative way and such a passionate way in a way that's like i said sometimes very scary and I, I, it's, it's a movie that, you know, I saw just a few days ago and I'm like, I can't, I still can't get it out of my head. Um, so I, obviously I, I highly recommend it. Uh, I, I think this is an incredibly underrated film. Um, it has its faults, you know, there's, there's parts of the script that definitely feel like it's written by a first time writer, um, in terms of how it's structured. Some of the child performances don't hundred percent 
check out uh, all the time. But I mean, the, the child performances, a lot of these actors grew up to be great like actors as adults. Like I said, you have Journey Smollett, you have um, uh, Megan Good also um, uh, as a child in this movie. And um, I would also be remiss if I didn't bring up Debbie Morgan's performance in this movie. Uh, she plays one of the most interesting and complex characters in the movie. Somebody who is kind of likable, but I think upon further reflection may not be likable at all. Um, and, and that's one reason I really hope I, uh, have the chance to do a full length episode on this movie because I have so many thoughts and so many questions, uh, and theories. Um, but I will save that for another time. Well, I also need to talk a little bit about Casey Lemon's direction. Uh, the movie is fantastic in terms of the direction. Like the visually, this movie makes so many creative choices in terms of the um, the editing and uh, the way that thoughts are presented, the way that memories are presented. Um, the, there's so many uh, specific decisions that are so creative and keep you invested. Um, and, and it's a little corny at first, like, but you, you settle into it and you, you, like, at least I did, I started to accept the universe of the movie. And by the end of it, I was so invested. I like, I, I wanted to cry at the end because this, this movie takes you to places. It takes you to very dark places. Um, and obviously that's something, I mean, a, like a warning if you're watching this movie, like it, it does deal with subject matter that can be very hard to wrap your head around um, and accept in a movie. And it also doesn't give you the full comfort of closure. Um, and I think that's great. Like this is a, this is a movie that has some unanswered questions, particularly one very important unanswered question that it goes out of its way to leave unanswered. And, um, it's very intentional and it's something that might make people mad and think about like, why was that left unanswered? What happened? And I think that part of the point is, is the fact that it's left unanswered and what that means to the characters. Um, so I, I could go on and on about this movie. I think it's great. Uh, like I said, I highly recommend it. Please check it out. There is a director's cut in circulation. Um, it's significantly different because it features like an entirely new character that's nowhere to be seen uh, in the theatrical version. Uh, but it does provide some new perspective and um, I think also ties a lot more in with Casey Lemon's own experiences and um, adds to the autobiographical aspect of the movie. So uh, yeah, definitely go see this movie. It's... Um, it's available if you have an HBO subscription. Um, if you have the HBO add-on on Amazon Prime or Hulu or whatever, you can watch it on there. If not, it's totally worth coughing up the $4. Like, just, you can. Um, it, it's that great. Uh, this movie deserves more support. So hopefully maybe we can get a Blu-ray release one day. That would be fantastic. I think this movie deserves that kind of recognition for sure. And, um, and Casey Lemons is an incredibly underrated filmmaker. And I think just, it would be great to 
get more recognition for her, her filmography. So, um, that is going to be all for today. Um, I hope everyone is well. I hope, um, everyone is holding up. I hope everyone is doing their part to some extent. Um, I know right now it's, it's tough to, uh, differentiate between like, like per- performative activism and real activism and, 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 and there's so many people like asking, like asking black people, what, what can I do? Um, which is, which is funny for multiple reasons. It's funny because a, that, that puts a burden on, on black people to decide your, how activism needs to be, uh, for everybody. Uh, but then it's also like, like, like communities aren't monoliths, you know, people are individuals, different black people will have different opinions on what you should do. That's just, that's how, (laughs) that's how human beings work. Um, so you know, just, just listen and decide for yourself, use your own discretion, um, and do what will morally satisfy you. That's the most important thing. What do you think will make you be able to sleep at night if possible, (laughs) if you can, um, I'm recording this around like 2am. So I obviously can't, So, um, anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm going to link some charities in the description for this episode. So if you just scroll down there, check some out, uh, there are a variety of things you can donate to right now. Um, so that is going to be all. I'm Johnny Mockney. As always, it's been good talking to you. Um, Black Lives Matter, of course. And stay safe. Bye-bye.